Like I'm picturing you in the lab and you've drawn a face on an ice bucket and this is your new friend that you talk to. It's got to be so quiet. Yeah, his name is Wilson. It's sort of a walk-in broom closet, but it works out for lab work. Welcome to Hello PhD, a podcast for scientists and the people who love them. Today on the show, we talk about what happens when your PI decides to go, but you decide to stay. You should stay with us. And we're back. This is Hello PhD, episode 49. I'm Joshua Hall. <laughs> I'm Joshua Hall. And I'm Daniel Arneman. And we'll discuss the human side of science and life in the lab. Hey, Dan. Hey, Josh. What's going on? I'm feeling a little crowded in here. It is extremely crowded in the studio today. We are not alone. We have some guests today. More than ever, I would say. Three pe- three additional people in the very small space. Yeah, I think it gets awkward. We talk about grad school all the time, and, and we're like at a grad school. So we found some real grad students and a postdoc. Excellent. So uh, let's see who we got here. I'm Chris. I'm Craig. I'm Nicole, and I'm going to specify that I'm a graduate student. Chris is also a graduate student. But Craig has moved on to bigger and better things. (laughs) Or a (laughs) postdoc. Can it be both? (laughs) It can be. So we are excited to to have Nicole, Chris, and Craig here with us today. And so before we get into what we're going to talk about, we are drinking beer. Lots of beer. Nicole brought this. Why don't you tell us what we're drinking, Nicole? We are drinking Bell's Brewery's Two-Hearted Ale. It is an IPA. It is one of my favorites. I am from Michigan, and I am obsessed with Bell's Brewery. I highly recommend any of their brews. Nicole, true or false, the only beer worth drinking is an IPA. Is it? Isn't it an IPA? It is. True. It does say that an American Indian Pale Ale. Does this mean an American Indian pill? Wait, an American Was Indian that a trick pill? Question? No, I mean. Are you quizzing my Bell's knowledge? No, no. Native I'm American saying the pill. only beer I would like to drink is an IPA. The rest of beer, I don't care okay. about. But Fair IPA enough. is delicious. And this one is, I think, exceptional I'm and available like everywhere. Yes, that is true. I'm glad you like it. Where all fine beers are sold. Actually, the Two Hearted Ale is one of my favorite beers. Did you know that? I found that out tonight, actually. I'm very happy I brought it. I know. And I actually am really surprised. We're 49 episodes in. And I'm usually the one who has to get the beer that we haven't drank too hard at ale yet. This is well, the first time. So. It is about time. So I'm happy to provide. Yeah, this is good. Thank you for, uh, for bringing beer. You're very welcome. All right, Dan. So I thought we could talk about tonight is a question we've gotten a couple times. And that is a situation that's probably more common than people think. What happens when you join a lab and the PI moves? At that point, you go find a different career, I think. Well, that could be. Well, it turns out two of our guests here tonight had that very experience. Um, it's hard enough to finish a lab when the person stays. <laughs> I don't even, I'm, I'm really excited to hear about what happens when they leave, but... I don't I, know. I think it I would have been imagine. easier for me to finish if my PI left. Oh, well, that's possible. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, well, let's find out. Do you want to... Where should we start? Let's talk to the postdoc first, also known as Craig. Uh, okay, great. Guys. Craig, so tell us about uh, your PI leaving story. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. I didn't know what to expect. I was a uh, graduate student for six months or so at the time, and the PI called everybody into his office. It was a small lab, and we all filed in one by one, and he sits us all down and says, well, I have a lot of money in, in the lab. That's not, good. 
personally, maybe. Scrooge in, McDuck in the, was your, your PI? <laughs> and, and he says, I got a lot of grants. And we're like, okay, this, this is sounding good so far. And he said, but they're offering me more in Sweden. Because that's Ooh. why you get into science, for the money. Am I right, people? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then that's when the whole meeting went downhill. Now, this it came as a big surprise to me because I've been there for six months, and I'm not a complete idiot. And so when I was thinking about joining the lab, I said, excuse me, sir, are, are you planning on staying here or leaving? And oh, so you actually asked. Oh, I asked, yeah, yeah. 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 So there's a life lesson. Do ask. I yeah, think do, that is a good, good question. Good advice for everybody else that. when they're joining a lab. Yeah. Second life lesson, don't expect to hear the truth. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, well, I'm totally staying. Oh, yeah, heck yeah. Um, uh, so he's, he's leaving, he's going to Sweden. And, uh, so I had to make a big decision. So wait, I want to understand that I'm trying to just have the mental picture. So you're all crowded in the office. Yeah. How many people are in the lab? There, at this point? Uh, there were four people. Okay. Yeah. So you're all in the office. Two new graduate students Ooh. and and two postdocs. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you think that he was already considering it when you joined or do you think it just fell out of the sky? Oh, I'm sure he just heard that morning. I never heard of it before. I I think the two new graduate students was a gambit to make the lab look more attractive and therefore get tenure. Oh, you were a pawn in the chess game. I, I believe I was a pawn, yes. Yep. So he at least did, was wasn't that the strategy is you, you say good news and then you follow, you say something good, we have lots of money. Good news, then, I'm rich. I actually heard that's a terrible way to give people news. I was reading something the other I day. I believe you didn't seem to work that. very well in this case. Yeah. Okay, so then what? Well, uh, he said, I want you to all come with me. And, and so we all had to leave and, and think about whether we wanted to go to Sweden. Now, I have nothing against Sweden, um, but I, I didn't really want to go. So I didn't. Did anybody go? Uh, no, nor did anyone else. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, okay. All right. So you were a second-year grad student at this yeah, point? Yeah, right, right. Oh, you were second-year. I, I, you were six, you said I, I six, was months, six months, in. months in the lab. I had done a rotation Perfect. there, and I had done classes um, but only six months full time in the lab. So okay. Did you have a project? Had you already kind of? I had a project. A I had a project, and I had a conversation with the PI where he said, "Is this because of your project? Like, do you not think it's going well? Is it? Do you not like what you're doing?" And I said, "Oh, it has nothing to do with that. Well, do you not like me?" And I said, "Oh no, no. You're working with you is fantastic. I, I just don't want to move to Sweden." <laughs> It's, it just feels like this continent is the right continent I for feel, me. I feel like this hemisphere, actually. <laughs> Let's bring it back to the hemisphere. Um, and, and so I, I, I didn't. So, so what did you do? Well, the, the, so the moral of the story is never burn bridges. So I, I emailed uh, another guy I rotated with and uh, who had heavily re- recruited me and tried to get me to join his lab. Uh, and uh, I said, hey, can we set up a one-on-one meeting? I'd like to talk to you about a change of, of, of circumstances. And I went to his office, and I said, um, <clears throat> sir, I've made a terrible mistake. I've joined the wrong lab. Will you please reconsider me? Uh, and this guy I didn't think was a guy who would, who would consider somebody after they've made a horrible mistake. Yeah, um, you just turned him down. I you just broke turned his him, heart. Yeah, I broke his heart. I turned him down. Were you he, outside with like the stereo hold, holding it up in the parking lot? <laughs> I, there, there was a little yeah. bit of... Oh, Everybody oh. hurts. <laughs> Getting on my knees and begging. I was, Please, I have nowhere else to turn. Uh, but he he actually he did take me in. And, and that's the lab where you finish your dissertation? That's the lab where I finished. I felt like I had a little bit of a cloud hanging over my head the whole time. 
Um, oh, yeah, you were the prodigal son. You returned after the... Uh, the Well, kind of a, a, a storm cloud, because I was the one who didn't come right away. And so anytime, anytime I would do anything that wasn't great, he would say, and you didn't even come here the first time. Oh, no. Was he joking, or was he, like, seriously I he was, mad? I think he was joking. I think, I think. You think? Oh, yeah, yeah. And even after, I don't know how long your degree took. How long was it? That's a really personal question. No, it's not that personal. <laughs> it, it, it took a while. It took yeah, a while. so uh, even after that amount of time, you couldn't tell if he was joking or if he was actually serious. No, he, he was. He was a great guy. Actually, at the end, um, we'd finished up, and um, I defended, and I said, "You know, I really enjoyed working for you. Thank you for giving me a second chance and, and taking me in." And he said, "Oh, don't worry about it. I'm I'm glad you came back." Okay. So it ended well. Okay, so yeah, that's all right. If, if he mentioned it during your dissertation when he introduced you. No, he didn't actually. So during my, I had, we had, you know, he gave me an introduction um, during my public defense. Uh, and he said, you know, you know, I could tell a, a lot of horrible stories about Craig, uh, but I don't want to publicly embarrass him. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say I've really what? enjoyed working with him. <laughs> and so uh, my mom came up to me afterwards and said, Craig, what have you been doing yeah, here? Yeah, because your mom goes to your, your dissertation defense. I mean, that mine did. Yeah, she said, what, Craig, what have you been doing at graduate school? And I said, oh, he's just kidding. He was just joking. <laughs> but she, oh, my gosh. So, and, and halfway, so it would have been really funny if he didn't show up at all to your defense, and then halfway through he came and he's like, I wasn't going to come here, but I guess I changed my mind. <laughs> my other meeting got canceled, so I came on. I guess I'll, uh, I guess I'll come to your defense. <laughs> so in some ways, I mean... It's not a great situation ever if your your PI leaves midstream, but in some ways the timing could have been worse, right? It could oh, have been ideal. a lot worse. I I lucked out. I could have been three years in. You know that would not have been good. <laughs> well, let's hear something of, about that. Yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> so let's let's talk to Chris. So Chris, you have a, a PI leaving story. Yeah, um, my PI actually left uh, towards the end of my fourth year. And uh, that's been interesting. But I do have a friend whose PI left uh, in her second or third year. And she was, you know, halfway into a paper or whatever and just had to stop cold and switch labs because she's married and has a life year and was not going to be leaving. So that was bad. Um, Mine has not been quite so bad. Um, Yeah, um, but it has been a little different than your experience. Uh, The day that I found out my PI was leaving, she came into lab and... Uh, kind of looked at me in the way that I have come to expect when she is going to give me more mice to breed or uh, is going to, you know, maybe dress me down or something. Uh, and so I came into the lab, you know. That look that you learn so well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I go into the lab or I go into her office and um, she looks me in the eye and she tells me she's she's going to another country. And I was like, oh, that's certainly a thing you do. And I mean, I thought that I didn't say that oh and, how long are you gonna be gone two weeks <laughs> three yeah it sounds like a great conference uh so yeah she she told me all the details and where uh i mean first of all i, I differ from you because i was i'm pretty cl- close to the end and um so I, I was gonna end up staying at my university to finish the degree um but she also sort of assumed that no one was going to come with her so she, what she did before she told everybody was to actually figure out like the grant situation and money and where we we're going to be working, et cetera, so that there'd be as little disruption as possible when she did leave and left everybody behind, which was actually a really great thing in hindsight uh, because we didn't have to worry about that so much. Um, but then, yeah, she left and she's been gone for, you know, almost so a how, year now. how much time went by between the, the conversation, the, Hey, I'm leaving and actually leaving. 
she told me it took about three months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and so you're four years in, four yes. and a half years in. Yes. And how far are you in now? How how long ago was that? That I was guess? about a year ago. She told me. So yeah. so you're just what now? What are you doing? So you're you're in the same lab. Yes. But uh, a different country than your PI. Yeah. That um, sounds great. I'm, really. <laughs> I'm finishing up my research. The problem uh, is, yeah, it's uh, the problem is time zones are a thing; they exist, and um, the struggle is real, vis a vis emails, and it's it's weird because I have taken on roles that I never really envisioned a graduate student might have to take on. You know, not only I mean I'm finishing up my research, and that's actually the load there has become you know slightly lighter because you know, we're not pursuing any other lines of research in my lab physically where I am now. So I'm really just sort of finishing up my little circumscribed area of stuff I have to do. Um, but that what I've sort of had that all replaced with some more managerial stuff or I guess technician work. Like I have to, you know, I've been helping her you know, move and ship things. And uh, there's been, you know, quite a bit of organizational things that, uh, where I've been looking way back into the past of the lab and, you know, at stuff I'd never thought I'd have to look at. And that's been kind of interesting. It must feel very <laughs> isolating. Like, nobody is there with you. There's nobody to bounce ideas off of. What is that like? That has been tremendously weird for sure. Because it used to be when, you know, I had an idea for an experiment or just wanted to get like a second set of eyes on the data. You know, I had a couple people in lab or I just could talk to my boss. I mean, she was in and out of lab, you know, at least once a day. Uh, so she's pretty, pretty hands-on manager like that. And um, so it's been a little odd because I've had to, you know, uh, go to people who are maybe on my training grant or are in labs next door that I don't normally talk to, but now I'm, you know, sort of getting to know a little better through asking them advice and just borrowing reagents and things like that. I'm assuming you have, uh, like, I'm picturing you in the lab and you've drawn a face on an ice bucket and this is your new friend that you talk to. It's got to be so quiet. Yeah, his name is Wilson. <laughs> I've seen that movie about you, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really tough. Now, does this is this like a get-out-of-the-jail-free card? If your PI leaves, can you just graduate? Uh, no, not quite. Uh, I mean, I still have to actually do the things that you have to do to finish a PhD. Really? I mean... Yeah, really. I, I feel like I feel like they should. Oh, look at the stuff you've already done. That seems like enough. Well, you know, actually, we had this meeting. Uh, I had a committee meeting earlier this year, and my committee was like, "Yeah, this looks great. You should, you know, go ahead and start trying to schedule a defense date and writing your dissertation." Um, uh, things went a little more slowly than we thought uh, they would, but then I had a meeting with uh, one of the administrators in my department, and he said that you should actually just you need to finish all the requirements. It's like so, a paper. And yeah, all basically, that stuff. I had to get a paper out, and we were we were pretty close anyway to getting a paper out, and it's been submitted at this point, so um, it's not going to be too much longer now. So but, it's yeah. it's just you in the yes. lab, physically in the lab where you are. Yes, and so when you're done, it just ceases to exist there that space yeah i've sometimes think about that um it's a little bit like thinking about death or what happens when the universe really starts to contract. So your last day you yeah. take a look around flip off the light lock the door and walk away yeah i'm kind of half thinking about yeah just doing exactly that just saying all right see us suckers <laughs> but i kind of don't think i'll do that do you find that other labs have noticed you know that you're the last man standing in your lab and are therefore you know using your lab as a storage space or something because i know we would totally do that to your lab if we were in your hallway and i feel hey, sorry are you for using you that minus 80 freezer 
<laughs> exactly. Like, uh, can I put this garbage here real quick? I need to, I need this next week, maybe. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because um, we had to actually move out of our original space into um, what amounts to half of a lab. You're in a broom closet right now. Uh, yeah, it's it's sort of a walk-in broom closet, but it works out for for lab work. And um, so it's it's funny I say it because. Uh, we're actually using other people's labs as storage spaces, um, and our lab is literally so small and so packed up that they just can't use it as a storage space. So that's been kind of nice. You you actually do some animal work or no? Yes. Because maintaining an animal colony, is this your sole responsibility? Do you sleep ever? Yeah, I, I sleep, and yes, I, it's my sole responsibility. Uh that's a lot of work. I, I worked with mice, and it, it, it's a lot to keep track of. It's a lot to keep going. I've gotten used to it. So I, I've shipped all of the mice to her that need to be there. And once they get the breeding up and running, I'll be able to actually get rid of the mice we have. Um, that's going to be interesting. Um, the, uh, the genotyping used to be a really, really huge load. Um, until I, and, But we, we did one shipment, and I sort of was able to sort of slack off on keeping the breeding you know, all the way going full steam on those mice and so it's been like slowly tapering off essentially now it's actually not that bad which is really nice but um it was a little hectic there for a time but it was fine it's one of those things better you than me okay so i guess i have one one final question this is for both of you really for anybody who wants to chime in so we've had people ask if there's advice for what to do when your pi says they're moving both of you decided to stay what advice would you give somebody when they're trying to make that decision of what to do when their PI says, hey, I'm moving? Well, I almost feel that our stories are unusual. I feel like most people go with the PI, and I'm, I certainly would have if I had been farther along. And it was, it, was a big, it was a big trip. I didn't really want to move to a different country. So I don't know that I have any real advice um, except for just go with the flow if possible. Um, but if you've just started, I mean, it's not going to cost you any time to not go. Can you imagine what would have happened if you hadn't found somebody else to take you? Would you have changed your mind and gone to Sweden, or would you have? I would have gone schools. I, no, I would have. I would have gone. Yeah, I'm not going to just give up a year and a half of my life. I mean, I would have gone. It would have been fun. It would have been an adventure. Maybe I should have done it. <laughs> How about you, Chris? What advice do you have? Uh, it's actually along the lines of uh, what Craig said. I think it's just you know be, you want to be flexible. Um, I thought I was going to be graduating in a couple of months and that's you know it's been pushed back several times basically since uh since my boss moved but um yeah you you just kind of like have to be flexible and just like kind of do what's in front of you and i found that's a pretty good way to you know make it happen because if you think too much about like the cosmic silliness of it all then it kind of just like starts to weigh you down a little just go to lab and play that music that you love that everybody else used to hate and complain about yeah, they can't complain about it because they're not there. It's like, I made my lab disappear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, thanks thanks for coming, guys. This was really good. I think it was it was great to hear your stories uh, and to see that you both seemingly survived. Yeah, thanks for having it. us. It's been Appreciate fun. Appreciate it, yeah. Nicole, thanks for the beer. You're welcome, Josh. Nicole, you're and my Dan. hero. Okay, so now since you're here, you may or may not know, but we always end our show with a word puzzle. And so we're going to subject you to Dan's word puzzle. Ooh. It's not just any word puzzle. It's an etymology puzzle. I feel like it's a very specific type of word puzzle. 
Um, so last week's clue was this unpleasant mosquito has white painted stripes and can transmit viral pathogens like Zika, Chikungunya, and Dengue. Anybody know the genus of mosquitoes? Edis. Okay, you got half the clue. So Edis actually means unpleasant or odious, which I think is pretty appropriate. Um, and the actual species I was looking for was Albopictus, um, which means white painted. Albo, you'll see that in some other words, Pictus. Um, both come from Greek. And these are the striped, the, like the tiger striped mosquitoes. You know what I'm talking about? They're around here. They are awful. Uh, I think they're invasive from Asia and they are out all day during the day, not just at dusk. I grew up in the north where mosquitoes bite you at dusk and that was it. I've never heard of these daytime mosquitoes. Does that mean they have rabies if you see a mosquito out in the day? You know that's foaming. They're reverse vampires, yeah. So uh, so this week's winner was Jacob, who is from UNC, in fact. Oh, UNC winner. Yeah. Good job, Jacob. Thanks for playing. Okay, I will read the next clue, and this one is much, much easier. Uh, on this day in June, the sun seems to stand still. One more time. On this day in June, the sun seems to stand still. Remember, I'm looking for a scientific word described with a clue, and once you get it, you'll find that the literal meaning of that science word is a phrase in the clue itself. If you think you know the answer, email to puzzle at hellophd.com. I will randomly select a winner from all the correct responses and send the lucky puzzler an Amazon gift card. All right, Dan. Thanks. And thanks to Nicole and Craig and Chris. It was great to, to have some guests today, have some fresh, fresh voices. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. Hopefully you'll come back and join us again. I'll get the jaws of life to get everybody out of the studio. <laughs> it's, it's a little take. tight. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's a little warm. Um, Making very close friends right now. Hey, and thanks for listening. So if you have something you want to hear us talk about on the show, you can email us, podcast at hellophd.com. You can send us a tweet at hellophd, or you can find us on the Facebook page. On the Facebooks. Josh, we'll see you next week, hopefully with fewer people, but maybe more people. Who knows? And no mosquitoes. No mosquitoes. All right, see you, Dan. <laughs>